0: Hey there, I want to take a quick second to thank you for listening to the Focus Point Podcast. I hope that you find a blessing and encouragement through this episode. I hope that you'll share the episode with your family and your friends. If this is one of your first times catching us, or if you want to find out more about us, or if you want to listen to other episodes, please visit and And there you will find our podcast archive as well as more information. Once again, that's thepointoffocus.com. And once again, I thank you for listening to this episode. Well, go ahead and grab a copy of the Bible, whether it's paper or electronic. Get it on open there to Joshua chapter 7. And we're going to pick up our story here where we left it off last week. And we're going to uh, see another battle here a little bit as we continue on in this conquer battle stage section of the book of Joshua as we've been talking about how Israel now has reached the promised land. They did that back in Joshua's chapter 3 and 4. But now, just because you reach your promised land or your dreams or your goals, it doesn't necessarily mean that the work is over. And so now we've been looking at how Israel has been doing these battles and trying to officially take the promised land. And so uh, last week we were at Jericho. We saw Israel had defeated Jericho. and But we're going to look back into that story in just a little bit because something happens. And I hinted at it a little bit in the last episode. But I want to start off with this um, idea. And maybe this is going back a lot of years for some. Maybe for some it's not going back as far. Remember in either elementary, high school, middle school, one of those kind of age brackets, you've had to do like a group project or you were a part of a group or whatever it is. And someone did something wrong in that group and everybody got in trouble for it because it it looked like the group did it or whatever. I'm sure everybody's been... A part of something like that. I know I have where somebody in the group did something or somebody in the group didn't do what they should have and the whole group got in trouble. Or the they didn't pull their weight in a group project and so the group kind of suffered as a whole for the, the that person's actions. So this is what happened to Israel though after Jericho. Whatever um, story you can think of that, that comes into mind. Um, I always hated group projects for that reason. Either somebody would try to do everything, which, you know, why would that be a problem, right? You might be thinking. Well, some of it is, especially if you're part of the group and you want to contribute. And they're just kind of like, okay, well, you do this, you do this. You know, and they assign you a, a part that you don't really know much about or whatever. And they give them all the easy parts. or So I, I, growing up, I never really liked working together as a group on projects especially because it just seemed sometimes that it was hard and then you got the other way right and people would just not do their part so but this is what happened here um in in joshua chapter 6 we saw the we saw god say this do not take any of these things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble into the camp of Israel. Everything made of silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into the treasury. So now we've got that. That That's the one command from this. Now remember, we've seen this stuff. And today we're talking a little bit about choice. Maybe you just got that idea from the title of the episode. But we're talking a little bit about choice. And this is one rule, right? God had given them the city. Right, it says so. Just before that, when the um, in um, Joshua six sixteen, where it says Joshua commanded the people to shout for God has given you this town. So so God had given them the victory already, but He gave them one thing, one rule: don't take the things that God said not to. And fast forward in where we are here, Joshua chapter seven verse one and it says but Israel violated the instructions about the things about the things set apart for the Lord a man named Achan had stolen some of the dedicated things and the Lord so the Lord was very angry with the Israelites Achan was of the tribe of Judah so Joshua sent some of the men to from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai east of Bethel when he returned, they told Joshua, there's no need for us all to go up there. It won't take more than two or 3,000 men to attack Ai. Since there, are, since, there are only, uh, since there are so few of them, don't make our people struggle to go up there. So approximately 3,000 warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelite from the town gate as far as the quarries and killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at this turn of events, and their courage melted away. Real quick, I could take a second to talk about that, right? It's like when you, um, and this is not what happened here, but when you go kind of, we go our own way, and we kind of do things without God or not the way God wants us to, like, it can cause this thing called fear. And this is what happened with the Israelites. They were, they, everybody was telling them, right? Rahab had told them that everybody's afraid of you. We read at the beginning of Joshua chapter 5 how all the kings were afraid of them. How when they crossed the Jordan, um, Jericho was afraid of them because of how they crossed the Red Sea. So with God on our side, like there's no reason to fear. We, We talked about that a couple episodes ago. But in this, it's just an interesting turn of events that because... The, the the switch was so dramatic because God had said that though he, he would be with them and they would succeed and that this ta- and that this promised land was theirs so I can understand how this was a little bit of a shock when um, Israel was defeated and when AI fought back and all of that but it says their courage melted away and maybe its sometimes that happens to us and, and our courage melts away and we forget who's on our side and we forget who's with us. So then in verse six, it says Joshua and the elders tore their clothing in dismay threw their heads in the through, sorry, threw dust on their heads and bowed their face to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, "O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you were going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say that? What can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? For when the Canaanites, sorry, for when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe us off the face of the earth. And that, sorry, and that will happen to the honor of your great name. So Joshua here is. Like, see, now this little puny town has defeated us, and now all these people that, that are afraid of us, that have gotten word that we're coming, and we are coming with you on our side, have now been easily defeated by this puny town of Ai, and you're still on our side. But the Lord said to Joshua, Get up, why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the sacred things that I commanded to be set apart for me. And not only have they stolen them, but they have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. This is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. And I will remain with you and I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things that are among you that were set apart for destruction. Get up, command the people of Israel to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow, for this is what the Lord for this is what the Lord of God of Israel says. Hidden among you, O Israel, are the things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove those things, uh, so you remove these things from among you. In the morning, you must present yourselves by tribes, and the Lord will point out the tribe the guilty man belongs. That tribe must come forward, and the Lord will point out the guilty clan, and that clan will come forward, and the Lord will point out the guilty family, and each family member, and sorry, and finally each member of the guilty family must come forward one by one. The one who has stolen what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire, along with everything he has, for he has broken the covenant with the Lord and done a horrible thing in Israel. So. What I what I see in this in this story, and there, there's more there's more to it, and um, that's what the rest of chapter seven is. And they discover that it's Achan, and like he said, he he zeros it down, and um, Judah comes forward. Then the, the his clan is singled out. Then his family is singled out, and then. Achan is the one who was singled out. Now, I don't know about you, and this is probably not something that I've even thought about until I was kind of reading how that worked, but it's like being singled out by God himself? Like, this wasn't Joshua just... Like, this was God. Okay, not that one, not that one, not that one. Okay, this clan. I mean, this tribe. This clan. This family. That person. God was narrowing it out for him. And all of this... Was his choice. And he says here in verse 20. He says it is, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord the God of Israel. Among the plunder I saw a beautiful rope from Babylon. 200 silver coins. A gold bar weighing more than a pound. I wanted them. I, I, sorry. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent. With the silver buried deeper than the rest. And so Joshua sent them out any turn and they found all of the stuff and then um Joshua just like um God said that they would be set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire and that's what happens to to Joshua they I'm sorry that's what happens to Achan they take all of his stuff and all of it all of his stuff and they burn it and the the Israelites uh, stone Achan and his family, and then they just burn everything together. And I don't know about you, but this this is one of these stories that has a similar vibe to it. Once again, we're seeing this idea of choice and how it costs a lot of people. Okay, Achan didn't think anything really about his his choice here. I really don't think he gave it a. a a single thought what it would affect other people and I know with me sometimes I, I look at how my choices have affected other people but in this case this wasn't just Achan that got affected this wasn't just Achan's family that got affected it wound up being the whole nation of Israel that was affected by his choice and this this wake that came along from his choice and it cost Israel battle. It cost them some men. It, it caused them to wonder what was going on. And so we see this uh, take place. And I'm, I'm reminded of a couple different stories where choices have affected. And this is kind of going to be like a review of our entire series. Because once again, we're in this Journey to the Promised Land series. And we have been since the beginning of the year. And I'm reminded of... I've already mentioned it. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were given this wonderful place to be in, and they were given just one rule. Jer- um, Israel was given one rule with Jericho. Adam and Eve were given one rule with the Garden of Eden: don't eat from the tree, don't take from, don't take the things that I said not to take. And it's it's the it's a similar story, right? As as we look back at this, and give me a second because I want to. Um, I want to look back cuz I want to read it exactly even though I've read Genesis 3 a lot. So I'm taking a step back to Genesis 3 here, all the way back at the beginning. And after the devil had done his stuff, after after the serpent had had convinced her, and it says verse 6, it says the woman that was and the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and then she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And does it sound familiar? Genesis I'm sorry, back to Joshua 7, where it says, verse 20, It's true, I have sinned against Israel. Among the plunder I saw a beautiful robe, two hundred silver coins, and a gold by way more than a pound. I took them, I wanted them so much that I took them. It's a very similar vibe as as Eve took from uh, as Eve took from the tree because it looked so good and she wanted it. And I and I wonder Aiken the same kind of thing. But Adam and Eve's choice, as we know, cost a lot of people things. It cost even us. Our relationship with God was hurt by Adam and Eve's choice. And Achan affected Israel, the entire nation, because of what he did. And we don't usually understand that. Achan thought he was just gonna take this stuff, it was gonna be okay. He didn't know that they were gonna cost battle. He didn't know that all of that, but it still affected them. And we 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 make choices like that. And I know talking about choices is hard. And I, and I get that there's always we always have reasons as to why we make the choices that we make but we don't always because sometimes we can't possibly think about some of the, the some of the choices that we make and the, and the ramifications that it has and an outward ripple in a, in a wake kind of idea that uh, our choices will cause because Aiken caused a wake right? And it's, it's this ripple that went out from him, out to his family, to the, to the Israelite army, to Israel itself. And sometimes we do, we do the same thing. We make a, a choice and we make a decision. And sometimes it's on purpose, <laughs> if we're honest. I made decisions and choices that have been on purpose just because I wanted to make that choice. And I knew it would affect other people. But I made the choice that I wanted to make. And the other times, we make a choice and we don't really think far enough ahead. And that's because the choices that we make, like, we can't always tell what's out ahead. You know, like, running a red light. And we make a choice and we run a red light and we almost get in an accident. That was a choice that we made that had severe, severe ramifications. Or if we if we speed, you know, we can... We can get a speeding ticket. And that speeding ticket then costs money. But that money could then actually come due at a a bad time where we don't have the money to pay for. Or we have to take from something in order to pay for that ticket so we don't go to jail. You know, it's just this, this thing, right? Or we choose maybe, while we're on the subject of money, maybe we choose to buy something and like an impulse or a split decision kind of thing and we 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 choose to buy something and spend money that we don't really have and then something comes up and we need that money that we spent we don't always know like because we we decide to buy something now that we're not going to need that 50 bucks later right or that 20 or that 100 buck or 150 or a thousand or whatever right we don't always know that thing that that kind of stuff but there is decisions that we do know and choices that we do know and we can tell some of the effects that it will have and this is what Aiken um probably like I've said he probably thought he thought he was going to be the only one that would have to deal with it and I think what hurt him the most was that it cost his family um I don't think he maybe maybe he was upset that it caused Israel that battle but when his family started getting involved he realized that his choice was not the only one. And he was wrong. And the choices that we have affect us and other people a lot of the times. Whether we choose to, like I've talked about at the beginning of the episode, we choose to be a part of a group and we choose to pull our own way or be a part of teamwork or whatever it is, and we're just um, not participating in that. And the choices either cause our team or a department at work or whatever to fall behind or our, our choices to speed or do different things and in, in behind the wheel of a car that cause trouble later. And I, I don't know what it is, but I know we make choices all the time. And as I've said many times throughout the series, that choices lead us in a direction, right? Either we're making choices to take steps toward our dreams, our goals, Uh, and all of that or toward God even we're choosing to take steps toward that or away from that and that that really matters it's it's our choices and we can get frustrated you know and and once again I go back to some one of the stories that we've had at the beginning of this series and Abraham and uh we we talked about him and how he made a choice and got upset because he couldn't figure out what was going on Right. He, he made a choice to try and help God fulfill a promise that he gave him, the promise of a son. So instead of doing it the way God wanted and waiting for God and taking steps to toward that. Right. He took a step in the other direction and he slept with his wife's servant so he could have a kid so he could help God fulfill his promise. And that's not the way that God wanted it to go down and Our choices there. So Abraham's choice, right? And that cost him something because he got tired of waiting, but then he had to wait even longer for God to actually fulfill his promise. And it just became this big thing. And and he wound up having to wait and it wound up costing him more. And he took a step forward to just take a few steps back. And and I know that's the way things feel sometimes. These choices that we have to make. And it just it just comes up to me here that as it's, we've looked at this series, you can look back throughout this series and there's been choices that have been made throughout um, throughout our entire Journey to the Promised Land series, throughout these first six books of the Old Testament that we've been looking at. And to end more on a, on a positive note, and what happens when we do actually make the choice to follow what God has for us? And this helps us kind of tie in to next week. But I think about the story of Noah, who is one of the guys that had a choice to make and he chose to do the right thing. He chose to follow God's instructions. He chose to build the boat exactly the way God said he was going as God's told him to. And he didn't give up, he didn't quit, he didn't change his mind, he didn't all of that. He just followed God's steps and he kept taking steps and making the choice every day to get up and do what God had for him. And he wound up saving his family. And I think about the other way. What if Mo- Noah got halfway through I and mean, it was too hard and you know he ran out of wood or like he just didn't want to keep doing it because it was a massive project and he was tired? What would have happened? You know, and it's probably one of the greatest what-if stories of the Bible. Like, what if Noah didn't decide to build that boat? And so, and then just last week, we talked about the story of Jericho and how they made the choice to get up every day, walk around the the city of Jericho, go back to camp, get up, walk around the city of Jericho. They made that active choice where they could have just been kind of like, you know what, guys, let's just do halfway around today or let's, let's not get up as early this time or let's let's just not let's only do three times on the seventh day and just see what happens Israel even made all the right choices to continue taking steps toward what God has for them and that's to continue to take over the promised land the land that God has promised them God didn't want them to live with all these other people he wants them to have this promised land so my my encouragement for that today is th- we got to th- we got to think about the choices that we make and, and is a choice worth what it's going to cost because sometimes we know the cost and sometimes we don't and that's how we learn but in this in this story it's a very heartbreaking story of how God said to do one thing and Israel didn't do it and Israel gets the the brunt of it, and then it gets narrowed down to just Aiken. But and then Aiken's family did it, and we got to think about that when we when we look at our choices and when we when we bring um, a choice in and what decision that we make, because it's important to know what could happen. And like I said, sometimes we don't. Sometimes like we make a choice, and a year later, like it, it comes into effect, but. I'm not saying that we need to be afraid. God doesn't give us that spirit. God doesn't want us to be afraid. As this instance shows, God doesn't want us to be afraid. God wants us to know that he's with us and he's for us. But he also wants us to know that our choices and our decisions have a lot to do with our relationship with him. And we have to make that right. And so real quick, right here at the end, um, Joshua chapter uh, 7, we're still there. And it says, um, they, uh, verse 26, and it says, they piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why the place has been called the Valley of Trouble ever since. So the Lord was no longer angry. So. When I, see, when I see those words, so the Lord was no longer angry. There were steps that had to be taken. There were choices that had to be made. Joshua could have been like, well, you know what? I don't know who took it, God. Seriously, you want me to get all these people up and do all... Joshua had a choice. And it's our choice to try and make... It's, our, it's not try, but it's our choice to make our our choices and our decisions that we make that have caused a rift in, in our life and make those right with God. so... He's um, back with us. God's always with us, but there's these dividing things that come into play, is what I'm trying to say. With with this, this this sin that they had, sin and, sin and God can't be in the same place. We've talked about that a little bit, how um, God told them not to touch the mountain. God told Moses not to come any closer to the bush. God... Um, told them when in the day of atonement that they had to be right in order to enter in the presence of God and there had to be smoke and all of this stuff because we can't be in the presence of God. And Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden because of it. And when you think about all of these different things, this is what happened here. They had sinned against, they weren't right with, with, with God. And so things weren't going right for them. And, I am saying that, yeah, maybe sometimes that's why things don't quite fit in in life. Maybe we're not making – it doesn't make sense, and so it gets confusing and a struggle. And maybe there's just something in the way that God wants us to remove or that God wants us to, to confess or that God wants us to see so we can get back on track with him. And it's just something something to think about as we go through go through our life. Because that's what was happening here. Israel wasn't going to win another battle. Israel wasn't going to do anything else until they got this right with God. And that's a choice that we have to make. And as I said, it kind of ties into a little bit. They finally make the choice. God is no longer angry with them, which shows a lot about God, too, by the way. That, that God is willing to forgive us and God is willing to move on and God is willing to, to show us the way to do things as we're going to see in this next battle that we're going to talk about next week. We got a couple of cool stories coming up. I'm excited for for what's to come. And so I am just remember, remember the choices that we make. Um, the pastor of my church says choices are sacred. Choices once they're made, they can't be taken back. And so what it's said, what is done, what action is they can't be taken back. So choices are sacred and maybe the choices, maybe we got to sit down and get something right with God. Maybe we've got to uh, figure out how, um, maybe we've got to find our whispering spot and we got to find out what God is trying to say to us. So so all of that, I encourage you uh, to do that this week. I encourage you to kind of be in the story a little bit. Think about the different choices that we've seen over the course of the series, over the course of the Bible, other, other parts of the Bible, right? There's more. This is just the, a, a little bit of stories that. We've seen choices in, but we've got Jonah and we've got Daniel and the lions. Then we've got, um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. We've even got, um, David and Goliath. There's choices that are made throughout the entire Bible. And, um, there's Gideon like, so there's lots of cool stories about choice. So maybe you can check some of those out and just kind of see choices do matter. And I want to encourage you once again, are you taking steps toward, your dreams or your goals are you taking steps toward God are you taking steps away from them and if you're and if you feel like you're taking steps away from them maybe it's time to kind of turn that around and see uh how we can start to ta- how you can start taking steps in a in, in the right direction I guess would be the way to say it so I hope uh this episode blessed you I hope that it encouraged you and I hope that my message was clear I know it seemed kind of all over the place, but it was a lot that I kind of wanted to say, and it's tough talking about choice. And so next week, we're going to dive into some more battles, and the next couple are really exciting. I'm excited about this one, because we're going to see a roadmap. We're going to see how God will will fight for us, God will fight with us, and God will tell us how to do it, and then we're going to see a really cool phenomenon that hasn't happened since this battle that we're gonna look at. Uh, but that's the next couple episodes. I'm excited to share them with you. I hope you'll come back next week. So I'll see you soon.